0: Stand up, baby. We're all standing. Everyone's standing.
1: Everybody, get up. Welcome to another episode of the Big Stiff Podcast. I'm joined here by co-host Jackson Roscoe. How are we going, boys? Going well. Very good, mate. No, not Very too good, bad,
2: mate. Not too bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we've got another big episode here with our guest Nick Larkin from New South Wales Blues and Melbourne Stars. Welcome, Larko. How are you going, mate?
3: I'm great,
1: guys. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Glad you could be with us here today. Thanks for giving up some time for us. Pleasure. Um, So, we'll get into a bit of background of Nick. Um, He's a product of New South Wales' North Coastal Zone. Taree born up the coast. Nick Nick moved to Sydney after finishing high school. The opening batsman joined Sydney Uni Cricket Club. And after several successful years in first grade, he was selected to make his first class debut at the start of the 2014-15 season against Victoria at the MCG. In just his second match, day-night fixture at the Adelaide Oval, Larkin made 130 to help set up a win for the New South Wales Blues. Um, And then he's sort of prolonged his career with the New South Wales Blues, and he's a current squad member. So, Larko. Where did your love for cricket start? How old were you when you picked up that first cricket bat?
3: Uh, come from a cricket-loving family, so sort of followed. My, my old man, my grandfather both loved it. My old man actually played for St. George down in Sydney before he left Sydney. Um, and he always thought we were going to be, you know, whenever we moved to Sydney, we'd play for them. Anyway, that didn't happen. But I, <laughs> I started picking up a cricket bat about eight um, I was a, a late bloomer in that sense because my older brother, Ben, who was a much better cricketer than me, had been playing since he was about two or three. Like, he loved it. I loved Batman and Superman oh. and Captain <laughs> Planet. So I sort of saved my energy for eight years or so and then uh, started playing junior cricket with Tyree West when I was eight years old.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. How good's is that? Um, so if you could just share with listeners, um, what type of uh, cricketer are you? Like batsman, bowler, or rounder, wicketkeeper. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm a batsman almost exclusively. I think the last time I bowled was when I was captaining the Sydney Uni first grade team. <laughs> and uh, I <laughs> since, I,
2: since I walked away from the captaincy, I, I haven't been given the ball again. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always happens yeah, out we'll right there,
3: though. Eh? Yeah, yeah. We'll just say I'm a batsman.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you'll yeah. have to take <laughs> up your career in career and captaincy again when you and,
0: are, when you finish with the Blues. Yeah, yeah. And whereabouts do you fit in the batting order, mate? Uh, conventionally, where's your favourite spot anyway? Yeah,
3: I, for for longer format cricket, opening for um
0: for twenty
3: twenty cricket and one day one day cricket, more than middle order. Uh, twenty twenty cricket as high as I can get, which for the Melbourne Stars has only been to number three. So I think I've batted okay. everywhere for them in the top eight, except opening. Um, but that's yeah, it's just mm. sort of based on how we set our team
1: up. There's a yeah. few good players around you there at the stars, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. There's a couple of guys that I'm just trying to stay out of the way of, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Stowing.
0: So know, is so. it your is it is it one of those things that you want to work to get into the opening for for the for the Melbourne?
3: Uh it's not really my role in that team. Yeah, like, I would I would love to do it. I think most 2020 players would like to bat up the top, um, just because you get to take advantage of that power play and yeah. Um, you know th- that sort of thing, but uh, in that team, I can't see that necessarily happening for me. So number three is great. I know the job yeah. I have to do for them, and that's support the support the big boys and um, yeah, sort of be the be the rock for be that team, sort of an- yeah. anchor the innings through a bit and, and play around those guys, try and hold it together.
1: Awesome. Mm. Be fair, you've 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 done a pretty good role of it of late too. Oh yeah, you, you know you made you made the cut in my fantasy side. You, you did all right too. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I was telling the boys,
1: I was telling the boys about that story yesterday. Yeah, it was, it was, there was, it was quite throw. enjoyable. That uh, a, a
3: decent exchange that Scotty and I had when we played against each other. Uh, yeah. Benson's Lane last summer uh, it was very funny. He was saying, if you hit a six this over, I'll pick you on my fantasy team and I, he, was, he was down at long on so I knocked the oh. ball down to him early on in the over. Thought, he yells out, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. Don't worry. There's still a few balls left in the over yet and yeah, lo and behold, I skip down the wicket and pump one over his head for six. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: so, I've so yelled should, out, you've you made the you cut, mate. You're in. And yeah.
0: you should have yelled at him, well, I'm bloody captain now.
2: <laughs> I I, I'm the captain now. Yeah, yeah, one, nice. yeah, it was very funny. It was very. very What's the next I mean. one is, um, who, who's your favourite all-time cricketer? Uh,
3: I loved Mark War when I was a kid. I was um,
2: pretty, I went choice. through a Mark
3: Mark War phase and a a Matt Hayden phase, um, sort Ooh, of growing yeah as I was growing up. Um, and then since then I like absolutely love AB de Villiers. I just think he's. Oh. I still, I still find myself watching um, videos of his, thinking, hey, is that possible? What he can do? How can I try and yeah. do that? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So I sort of, yeah, as twenty twenty um you know, come into the game, I, I've started to admire a few of those blokes who who can just do things that you couldn't possibly dream of. Uh, but conventionally, I was a, a Mark War fan. Um, a what about? I, I
2: guess we can, I guess we can um, kind of expand on this question a little bit as well. What's your? Who's your favourite cricketer you've played with? Mm. As
3: in, as a
2: player or as a yeah, just just as a player. Like oh,
3: I got, I, I played a couple of games with Dale Steyn, um, oh, the stars, nice. and, he only, and he only played a couple of games before he left us. He was on a really short term uh, deal. Uh, and that was pretty amazing because I've just watched him bowl, you know, as I was 18 to 25, being like, I yeah. can't imagine facing that bloke. Um, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah, you man. would
0: have had to in the nets, wouldn't you? Uh, <clears> yeah, <throat> that would have uh, been,
3: that would have been fine. Like, he's the guys like that, I think, at his age now, he sort of saves most of his bowling for the middle, but he grabbed a new yeah. ball a couple of times and, yeah. um let these, you know, he was only coming off a half run, but these delightful laid out swingers. And yeah, that was, um, yeah, I'm glad he wasn't off the full run. Let's just say that. Um,
2: But that's
3: pretty amazing. He is pretty amazing. I've played uh, some games for the Blues with Steve Smith, which is, you know, he's just as good as it gets. Um, Yeah. Watching, he made a hundred in one of the Shield games I played and it honestly looked like he was just having a a net session. Um, And I think he was, to be totally honest, just tuning up for a test series. Uh, those two are probably, you know, uh, top of the top of the tree, uh, number one ranked test players at, at different points of their careers. So I'm going to just probably equal weighting to Damn. those guys.
0: Oh no! Now with, good, Dale right.
1: staying, with Dale staying, with Dale did you cop the uh, the death there in the nets? Did you cop any of that,
0: <laughs> no. or is, it, or, no, or is that.
1: he a, a big softie Mate, behind the scenes?
3: Absol- yeah, he's an absolute beauty. Like we. The stuff you see on the field—that's that's a side of him that I didn't get to see. He he was <laughs> up for a chat. Uh, loves his surfing. Loves his fishing. Just wants to talk yeah. about that stuff the whole time. Really nice guy. So don't let the eyes fool
0: you. Well, it's funny. Like I think like last year I was watching this movie. And it was Adam Sandler movie. And Dale Stane rocked up in it. He was, like, coaching – he was, like, at, in Hawaii or something, and he was, like – he was he was coaching the son of this Adam Sandler, and it was just, like, mate, what are you doing? Like, he's just – he's South African just coaching cricket, and it was awesome. It was awesome that he's just rocked up in this Hollywood movie. Yeah. Wow. Who, I mean, I'm sure he's met –
3: uh I'm sure he's made his fair fair share of contacts over his uh, illustrious yeah. career. So oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> that's maybe that's the direction he's going. in. Yeah.
1: And, with, uh, and with Steve I, 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 Smith, is he as quirky and weird as he seems?
3: Uh, he's a fairly uh, normal sort of bloke. I mean, to you know, to have a beer with him and have a chat with him, he just talk mm. about normal stuff. But hey, he's got a, a genius mind for cricket and for batting. Like he just he just sees the game so clearly. Um, yeah. There's a few technical things he's pointed out with me where he, the way he explained them to me, I was like, oh my God, no one has ever been able to put that so simply. Um,
1: mm.
3: You know, mm. whether it be him talking about the angle of your foot when you're trying to hit the ball back down the ground. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just little bits and pieces like that, that I thought, uh, you know, no one had, no one has to be a genius at everything. Um, and he, but he is a genius at, at batting.
2: There's no doubt about that. And he just gets it.
1: Wow. Wow. That's wonderful.
2: does 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 the professionalism, like even in the lower grades for like a Steve Smith, when he comes and plays for New South Wales, does it just shock you that like, he's still so professional, even maybe like, you know, he's professional at the, at the Aussie level, but he, he, is he still that kind of professional at the New South level?
3: Yeah, absolutely. He dominates. I mean, he played a couple of games in the one day tournament for us last year. And, uh, you know, maybe made 130 not out, 90 not out, 70 not out. He just, it, it, it looks, it's obviously a level below his ability, but he takes it seriously. He's, he's there to win the game for us and prove every time he plays that he's, he's the best batter in the country or the world. So he doesn't, mm. uh, he doesn't turn up and take the mickey. He turns up to win the game for New South Wales, which,
0: uh,
2: yeah. you
3: know, tends to, tends to work out in our favor pretty well.
0: Yeah. I don't know about um, you boys, so but you, like growing up growing up in like rep I've played rep footy and stuff like that, but when you go to a carnival and then you go back to like your club footy, you you really lift after that carnival. So I, I just wonder if like getting someone like Steve Smith in the team for like for just a smidgen of a time, does that really lift the boys and does that linger for a while? Um
3: it, I don't, I don't know that it actually lifts. I think having them around training when you've got the, you know, say you've got the whole squad and, um, maybe the Aussie bowlers turn up or Steve Smith and Dave Warner are there. That's, that really provides the energy, um, and guys will pick their brains. But on game days, it's a bit more like guys are going about their business and you, you know they're as good as they are, but you're also trying to not put them on a pedestal because, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you've mm. got to beat them or, or be as, you know, mm. on that day, try and be as good as them. Um, so, yeah, you marvel at what they can do at times, but, yeah, the whole, you know, for the rest of us who are there, um, you're doing your best not to put them on a pedestal. You need to either be as good as them or beat them. And if you can't think like that, um, it makes it a whole lot harder to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Nico, were you in um, any of the underage cricket for New South Wales, or did you miss that?
3: I missed the uh, the New South Wales combined team. So I played country seventeens and country nineteens, being from Kari, yeah. Uh, yeah. but missed out. Yeah, you know, played the country versus city fixtures, but missed out on the selection in um, the full state team. Unfortunately, both both those age groups. Um, but you know that's. It was sort of mm. the story of, of a lot of my cricket. Like when I came to Sydney, I uh, got picked in fourth grade to start. It was sort of the end of the uh, end of the two thousand and seven eight season. Played a couple of games there. Had a, a really good long stint in second grade the the season after, um, and yep. went back and forth between first and second grade a lot uh, before I solidified my spot. Sydney Uni was a very strong team, so that sort of yep. made that challenging, but. It, all those experiences were uh, ultimately really good for me because it got me good at getting dropped, <laughs> which was all I selected.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. yeah.
3: Learning to take those as a positive and come back a better player every time, that was um, it's probably the hallmark of me ending up being uh, you know, a reasonably successful cricketer was the fact that every time I got bad news, uh, I responded
2: pretty well to it and came back better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Awesome.
2: Um, uh, so I guess, I guess hey, um, you made your debut for New South Wales 2000 in 2014 against a the, uh, the red-hot Victorian side there. Um, how were you going that game? Like, were you, were you nervous? Did you feel ready for that game? I felt ready for it, but I was
3: definitely nervous. And looking back on it, gave the blokes I played against way too much credit um, mm-hmm. and was just intimidated by the thought of the level uh, you know, oh my God, this is first-class cricket. I've been dreaming of playing for New South Wales since I was 10 um, and now I'm doing it and it's at the MCG. That was a bit – it wasn't overawing, but definitely, uh, you know, walked away from that going, oh, wow, that, that got big on me quick. We got absolutely thumped. Like, it was a seriously good Victorian team. Um, I think they beat us by 10 wickets or eight wickets or something, like, pulverised us and it was a yeah. real – step up to that level. To, and they played hard cricket as well. You know, that was a pretty uh, experienced Victorian team. They mm. let us know that they thought we weren't very good um, and that I should be going back to grade cricket and that I'll never play again and all those things. Welcome to yeah. first grade. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. All, those,
3: all the grizzled veterans say those things to you. Uh, so that was a yeah, baptism of fire, so to speak. <laughs> like, awesome. Look, looking back on it now, I'd, I'd love to have that game again, but that's, you know, you only get you to boo once. But yeah, I, I guess
0: we we didn't touch on it before, but um, you actually made, you did two, was it two years in Ireland before you came back to Australia for the New South Wales team? Yeah, that's right. So
3: 2013 and 2014, I spent in Northern Ireland um, playing for a club, yeah, just outside of Belfast.
0: Oh, and how did, okay. how did that shape your career? Did, did that really
3: help? Yeah, hugely. Probably outside of a couple of uh, – or landing at a good club in Sydney has been really um, – you know, that was a huge moment for me as well without really knowing it at the time. But uh, went across there. I'd graduated from uni. I'd been working as an accountant um, for nine months full-time. And I said, no, nah, I'm going to go have a crack and play overseas and just – have a go at cricket full-time and just see if I can make, um, you know, make something of this because I think I've got more to give than sitting in an accounting desk. Um, yeah. So yeah. that was sort of – it was just a big decision for me to put, put all my energy into cricket and ended up having a ripper season my first year over there, came back um, just sort of a step ahead of everyone else because I had a full season of cricket under my belt. Had a sure. we, Sydney Uni won the premiership in 2013, 14, and I topped the first grade runs and broke back mm-hmm. into the uh, second eleven side by the end of that season. So, without that season in Northern Ireland, the 2013 one, I don't think there's any way that I would have sort of
0: had that launch pad to to push towards first class cricket. And you had a couple of international caps as well for Ireland y- while you're over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that's 2014 huge.
3: 2014 season, it was it was amazing at the time. It sort of snuck up on me a bit. Um, they had a, the World Cup was coming up, and at the time playing for New South Wales seemed like a long way away. Uh, so the opportunity mm. came up, and I said, "Well, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll definitely play, um, mm. and I'll try and have a crack at getting into that World Cup squad." Uh, played two games against Sri Lanka A, neither of which I got runs in both of which we got hammered by about 150 runs in. Uh, they were heaps better than us. Uh, and I didn't end up getting picked for the World Cup squad, which ended up being a blessing in disguise because when I came back, uh, started the grade season well and then played the first uh, Shield game for New South Wales. So it just yeah, sort of it's one yeah. of those random things that just panned out the way that it did for whatever reason and everything just kept sort of coming up um, in my favour, mm. which was really lucky.
1: Yeah. Uh, So you debuted for the Sixers in the Big Bash. Uh, I think you played one game. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what was behind the decision-making in moving to the Melbourne Stars? Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of decision-making, really. It was that I'd played, so I'd had
3: pretty much two seasons with the Sixers where I got played one game. They had my skill set pretty well covered in guys like Dan Hughes and Jordan Silk. Yeah. and I wasn't listed for that season leading up to my debut with the Stars. And Nick Maddinson actually got injured leading into the season in the Shield game before the big bash was about to start. And I'd, I was on a decent run of form, got a phone call. we come down and be uh, Maddo's injury replacement. So I was on a plane two days later and down there and uh, just managed to take my chance reasonably well and have had um, three pretty successful seasons with the Stars. So it's just, yeah, one of those moments as well where you go, well, it was just I was sort of cold product in Sydney. Um, mm. The skills were yeah. covered here. There was an opening down there and you go down and do your best and it, it just panned out nicely
1: for me. And have you been re-signed as well? Um, yes.
3: Yeah. No, yeah. oh, That's I've still awesome. A, I've, stu- I've still got a year to run with the Stars uh, on my – on my current deal. So it's great. that have been, it's probably been one of the best things in my entire cricket experiences going down there, playing, you know, meeting different guys, um, yeah. you know, getting to know other guys who play cricket for different States and clubs in Australia and uh, sort of breaking the shackles of what I was mm. um, pigeonholed as up here, which was as a mm. red ball player. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you're not told openly by, coaches oh you're not really a white ball player we see you as a red ball player um and lo and behold my uh 2020 career has been heaps better than my first class career so <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> you go it's just, it's,
0: just, it's just weird
3: but that's um it's been awesome they got i've met some brilliant coaches down there um played with some of the best 2020 players in the world and you know the, the mcg is my home ground uh to play 2020 cricket at which is incredible because it makes Huge you think how players
0: many players are just waiting in the wings that have just been held back by circumstances. Yeah, sure. me, me. You know, yeah, Scotty. yeah, Scotty, yeah, Scotty. Uh, Scotty.
3: knows all about it. But that's that's how it goes. Like, there's only, um, I think the guys who have the courage to take an opportunity into state, um, or or pack their bags and have a crack somewhere. I really take my hat off to those guys because. You know there can only be eleven guys that get picks for New South yeah. Wales, six of which are batters. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah. Not, you know, <laughs> and it's the same for the for the for the big bash as well. You just got to go to where the opportunity is or where the odds mm-hmm. are a little bit more in your favour. And yeah. uh, to the guys that do that, I really take my hat off to them. Ryan Gibson's a great example. He's yeah. you know packed his bags, gone down to South Australia, and he's I, I'd fully expect him to play the best part of their entire uh, domestic summer down there now. So.
1: Yeah. Well, well, well Lako it's coming um, more and more frequent now because there's a lot more grade players from Sydney that are going into state now for opportunities I know Ben Ben Menanti's headed off as well um, okay uh, AJ Mosca as well he's headed off with Is that Ben right? yeah Jeez. so they're both they're, they've both left Sydney um, yeah. Nivy obviously gone into state for an opportunity mm-hmm. so there's a lot of players going into state for opportunities. Um, yeah,
3: it's just the nature of, if you think about the way the population bases fall, New mm. South Wales and Victoria should be exporters of talent and South Australia and Tasmania should be importers of talent. Um, yeah, well, they can the, almost
0: you know, have like two or three teams numbers. each, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you yeah. get all these guys um, who just, you know, Jack's, <laughs> Jackson Bird's a great example, couldn't get a game here, Chips off down to Tassie and is there... Ten years later, is their leading wicket taker of all time. Um, but the, the examples just keep coming. But I, I, totally understand that feeling of guys who go, well, they're investing um, games and um, mm. you know these these genuine uh, geniuses come through like your Ollie Davies and guys like that. And you go, oh, yep. I'm not going to get that, get past that kid. But I don't, I'd fancy my chances down in, um, you know, maybe down in Tassie or down in South Australia where there's just less, you know. Ultimately, just less talent because there's less people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess there's who, who's the who's the fastest bowler you've ever faced? Like you know you 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 played a couple of seasons. Who who would be the uh, fastest bowler? Uh,
3: the guy from that I faced on that uh, in that game against one of the games against Sri Lanka called Chamira, who was rapid. Yeah. I
1: know, um, I know oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he bowled good wheels. Uh, and then uh, the guy called um, Danny, McLaughlin.
1: Danny McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. Played oh. In- is he a left, lefty?
3: Left armour. Um, yeah. I, in my first first grade finals series, um, he was bowling for Bankstown at the time and I had never experienced anything like it. He was, you know, ball in the keeper's gloves. Whilst I was still finishing my swing, um,
2: oh, five star, yeah, <laughs> 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 Hick, oh. pin,
1: hit oh, that. Hit that man, it,
3: yeah, pinned me in the oh, head before that. I got off the mark.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> got, <laughs> okay, well,
3: this, this is this is proper pace. Um, yeah, but it, luckily for me, he he didn't bowl a ball at the start. He was so busy trying to hit me in the head that he um, yeah, he, he forgot the point. He forgot what the point of bowling was. Classic. But, but yeah, what's it? The, I mean, most guys. There's, I have been lucky enough to um to miss like Sean Tate and guys
0: like that I just sort of came on a little oh, bit late. Oh so, yeah, yeah they am trying to face him. Yeah, no thank you. Just, yeah.
3: What about what So about, what would those um,
0: blokes have been bowling like 150? Uh I would
3: say like I would say mid 140s. Um, yeah, yeah. no. I mean I have faced I've faced uh Starkey in games and um uh Pat Cummins in the nets and things like that, but they tend to be, you know, these guys are, uh, they're not going at a million miles an hour in the net. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're running at 90% and, and that last 10% might represent, you know, 10 or 15 kilometres for them. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there's there's a few quick ones out there. And there's but, a big difference
1: um, between 130 and one hundred forties.
3: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> big difference.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, Riley, Meredith, Riley Meredith's probably up there as well. He bowls pretty fast.
2: What about what about on the flip side? What about the spinners? Is there been just any any spinners you've just be like, what? How did you spin that far? Or like, what are you doing? Impossible to play. Uh,
3: I faced Rashid Khan in Big Bash last oh, year. And that was, oh wow, that was tough, that was tough work. I uh, knew you were going to bring uh, him up because yeah. just, he's a good bowler. Because, yeah, he, he's just got that like you know really fast. Uh, he he hits the top of the stumps length and. You, you're sort of so aware of his wrong and that sometimes yeah. you just forget
2: to be watching the ball. <laughs> um, yeah. It's amazing. Rashid Khan, man.
3: Yeah. But then he's even insane. guys like, uh, you know, Steve O'Keefe's a fantastic spinner, mm-hmm. like guy that can just sort of pin you down. And oh, I've had days where I've got on top of him, um, but he, you know, he's pretty relentless in terms of his accuracy. So there's those different styles of spinners. Rashid, one example of, you know, oh my God, what way is that thing going? Um, mm. And then a guy like Socks, more like, uh, he's just not going to miss his mark here.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Mm. So, um, going back to batting, I want to know what's the best innings you've ever seen as a batsman, by a batsman rather. Um, it can be former, former batsmen of like older, older eras or current when you're on the field. But what's the best innings you've ever seen?
1: Uh, all right. Damn it. Down at the lane last year. Uh, one.
3: Scotty,
0: you I think we managed to all the <laughs>
3: bloke's out by lunch on day one. So, <laughs> <off> <laughs> <laughs> so true. So yeah. true. Uh, I, Curtis Patterson made, I'm just thinking of firstly the Shield cricket. Curtis Patterson made 100 over in WA at Optus Stadium. Um, which was a, a brilliant century. Batted, batted first drop for us and ended up being about 110 not out, uh, which set up the game probably as skillful 100. a hundred as it was a game where Jai Richardson took eight for 20 or something like that. Um, mm, and Curtis geez.
2: sort
3: of anchored the innings through and um, got us in a position to win the game. So that that's right up there. Um, Marcus Stoinis's 147 in the big bash game it was a joke. Um, yeah. Sort of boggles the mind that you can score that many runs in oh, 20 was... overs. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. I uh, think of some <laughs> yeah. Nicky Poo ran last year. He played an in innings against the Sydney Sixers where I was just my jaw was on the ground the whole time because he could hit. He's one of those players that's so gifted that could hit any ball he wanted for six. Literally, you could yeah. unless you jam your perfect Yorker, he could he could hit the ball you bowl for six. Uh, yeah. And I think he made 65 off 25 balls. Um, I've never seen a display of hitting like it in my life. So that, you yeah. know, they're all different innings, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, that there's some impressive ones along the way, but those three stand out.
1: Brilliant. Uh, what's been your most memorable moment in cricket thus far?
3: Uh, making my first 100 for New South Wales, that was definitely uh, that sort of moment where I thought, oh, I've actually done it. Um, yeah. You know, when didn't debut till I was 24. You know, you I was I played. Funnily enough, Matto and my careers have sort of uh, intertwined a bit. He was away playing 2020 for Australia. I knew that I had to land a, a serious punch, or I'd be yeah. probably out of the team before the next game. Um, and yeah, just managed to manage to sort of have that breakthrough hundred, uh, and then one last year against. It was either that one or, or one against Tasmania last year. We'd been bowled out for 64 in the first innings um, and just getting our asses handed to us. And we ended up uh, coming from behind and uh, beating them by about 150 runs on the fourth day of the Shield game. Um, Moses Ooh. and Sean Abbott both made hundreds and I, I got 160 as well, um, Ooh. which was, yeah. And how how'd you, you get out that game?
1: How did you get yeah, out that
3: game? Yeah, st- stumped off a quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no.
0: laughs> I was watching that innings on YouTube today, just doing some research, and Jesus, you covered every shot, mate.
3: Yeah, it was one of those knocks where um, it was a really good batting wicket, despite the fact, but neither teams um, gave it that much justice. Uh, and I just... Um, yeah, just got on a bit of a roll through certain parts of the innings and had that feeling where you sort of know where the bowler's gonna bowl the ball um and you find yourself sitting there waiting for it and yeah, it was just one of those days where you're in the zone.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat>
2: um well, can you like, you know, base can you recall like any banter or an exchange on the cricket field that just still makes you laugh today? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. So, I mean, the one, with, the one with Scotty last year genuinely made me
2: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I do
3: try. Yeah, yeah. And I thought if this guy focused as much on his front foot defence as he does trying to make everyone on the field laugh, he'd probably have a. you.
1: are not wrong. <laughs> uh,
3: but I'm not, you know, I'm not a massive sledger myself. I try and let the... Um, and try and let the bat do the talking. But I had a game where it was a second 11 game against Queensland, and uh, Bryce Street was opening the batting for them. I was in leg slip or something, and I start trying. I'm thinking, oh, well, you know what? I'm a bit older than this guy. I've been around for a while. I'm going to give him a little bit of lip. Started talking. He goes, You're not very good at sledging, are you, mate? And
1: I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said
3: No, I'm not. That's why I'm practicing on
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> what about the one that you? What about the one that you told me about? Laco from the fan in Melbourne.
3: Oh, the one oh about God, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's uh, a beauty. That one. i was
3: standing out in the middle, and um, it's getting. I'm I'm sort of chewing the balls up and um, you know the fans are there, champing at the bit for a big Melbourne stars performance, and it goes silent for whatever reason. The stadium just fell a bit silent. And this one bloke yells out, Larkin, no one's here to watch you bat. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, the ball is halfway through his run-up, and uh, I could audibly hear it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm... I'm gonna bat through the rest of this innings just to ruin your night. <laughs> That's it. This one. <laughs>
0: this one's going has gone for six. Yeah,
3: no, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, am gonna, am gonna block this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shoulders and you, arms. How did you, how did you end up that innings just out of curiosity? Yeah, well, I yeah, I I ended up doing all right. He, he must have fired me up because so I think I was on ten off fifteen balls at the time and ended up on eighty three, and we won. Yeah, won that semi final. So oh, thanks. To the, so they were to my you, mystery fan. Yeah, mystery fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, he might be a sports psychologist or something, and he just knew. It, yeah. knew I <laughs> was a bit of a revver. Nice,
0: nice. Yeah. That's classic. That's classic. <laughs> That's yeah.
2: so good, bro. That's so yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Um, Talking about influences, and everyone's had their their big influences. Um, so, who would who would be yours on your career so far, mate? Um, oh, I've had I've been really lucky. I've had some some crackers.
3: Uh, when I probably my older brother, following him down to Sydney, he was always a, a much better batsman than me. Um, but sort of followed him down to Sydney, and he broke a bit of ground, and you realise, oh, actually, maybe. Maybe I can do that. Um, so probably him first and foremost. And then when I landed at um, Sydney Uni Cricket Club, Greg Mayall was uh, finishing up his first-class career. So I managed to play quite a lot of first grade with him. Uh, Ed crossed over with Ed Cowan, um, who was also a brilliant uh, mentor and friend to me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those those two guys from a professional sense sort of showed me what professional cricket was about. Um, watching Greg male bat in first grade was basically, this is how good you have to be to break into the blues. And this is how relentless you have to be week in, week out, year in, year out to, um, you know, just to get that opportunity. So I just, I I was number six or seven at the time. I just sit there all day watching him bat and go, Oh, okay. I see how he does that. Um, Mm. You know he's still he was he's still there batting in the third session.
0: He gives himself yeah,
3: brilliant. A chance to make 150 200 uh, was just ruthless.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Laco, I've heard a few stories about a few people. Who's the best on ground in terms of drinking, and who is terrible? Who's good on the drink? Who's good on the Ooh. circuit?
3: Uh. Hilton Cartwright is a whole lot of fun. Like, right? he's a lot of energy. He's a big, you know, he's a big guy, a big, strong guy. Um, they call him the a <clears> hurricane <throat> and you get, if you get swept up in it, there's, you know, no way out. <laughs> uh,
1: That's yeah. great That's wild. Yeah,
3: yeah he's great. Uh, he, he's an absolute legend. Um, I mean, there's no shortage of, of guys who are a good value to have a drink with. Um Dan Hughes is uh, certainly to be there um, when stumps are being called by the bouncers at three a.m.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> Moses, Moses and Reeks is a real stayer as well. Uh, yeah, but there's uh, there's there's plenty of them. Um, but yeah, H- uh, Hilton stands out as particularly good company uh, to have a beer with.
1: Do a few of mm. the young boys have a crack?
3: Oh, I think all the, you know, without making it sound like it's a, it's a traveling circus, um, guys like to, guys like to celebrate their wins or commiserate their losses. Um, yes. and, you know, but I uh, think if the, if you're, if the scheduling allows you the opportunity, um, Guys will, you know, try and, and check out some of the different watering holes around the country. If you've, you yeah, know, ripping you're ripping
2: rip, and you're rip in the tearing, ripping <laughs> and go out for a little bit of ripping and tearing. <laughs> are you are you familiar with the um the vortex when drinking? No. Have you, have, no. You, have, you, have you seen one of those pulled out? When no, I haven't. With the sure, I have. Oh no, nah, don't.
0: I would imagine <laughs> your time your time in Ireland would have been spent fifty fifty at the pub. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah. Ireland was, Ireland was um, definitely a, a liquid focus. Uh, you know, the guys, the club that I landed at, you know, it's so different over there, cricket, where half the clubs have their own bars. Um, yeah. So it's sort of that culture that, you know, if you go to a training on Thursday, where you're hanging around for a couple of pints afterwards, um, you sort of host your the opposition uh, team for a couple of drinks after the game. Just a lot more sort of socially set up like that.
0: That's the way. That's the way like clubs should be. I mean, I I played footy and that's the way it was. And I I don't know about you boys, but that's that's the way you bring everyone together. Oh,
3: it's fantastic! It's so much. It's so much fun. Um, and I, yeah, I stumbled across a secret to make sure that I never had to pay for a drink. I just say, you know, the you're the Aussie guy and you're um, you enjoy Guinness, and every old bloke in the bar thought that was you know some sort of yeah, some you learned the password. They'd, they'd, yeah, they just, just lob another Guinness on my plate, and another Guinness on my plate, and another Guinness, <laughs> and another Guinness on my plate. And on my plate and, yeah. Oh, how yeah, good!
2: <laughs> yeah, it was that. fantastic. What? Ireland, Ireland was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. What's what's Guinness like? Because I've I, I don't I tried Guinness. Like, what what is it like?
3: Oh smooth, creamy. Uh, it's not for everyone. It's not for the faint of heart. So it sounds like you mm. might like it.
0: It's it's um, filling and yeah, it's beautiful. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's a patient man's drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, I actually yeah. heard a story about one one of your teammates, uh, Jackie Edwards, had a bit of a crack after the uh, Sydney Sixers won the 2020 uh, comp, the big bash. He had a crack mm. and then um, a day later he had to play for Manly and scored 80 or 90 or one in the game. Yeah,
3: yeah. Jack's... Jack, yeah, the, for the, If the guys have seen him before in person, he's about the size of a fridge. He's huge. Um, mm-hmm. so he's, a bot- <laughs> he's just a bottomless pit. Um,
1: <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but
3: basically an unsinkable vessel. And he, I think he uh, celebrated the Sixers' victory as much as he possibly could. And then he decided he'd go out and peel off 90 in the... Uh, one day semi final, the next day. So hats off to him. I've never been able to do that myself. Um, Gee, you turn up dusty and perform. Awesome. But if you can, power to
2: you.
1: Oh, I did it in Absolutely. PGs once, and it's not fun.
2: <laughs> oh, it's an absolute. Punch. Yeah. I did it in rugby once, and I think I just went straight off. Yeah, I just couldn't nah. it. it was just
0: too hard. In- in first cricket in um, grade 11, I um, we had a, a party the night before and I didn't get home until about 3 a.m. Sorry, coach, if you're listening. But we bowled out the TSS school up here, in the GPS comp, for 49. And like, my bowling <laughs> figures were four for six. So, some people can uh, do uh, it. Yeah, like <laughs> it was just brilliant. Like I just felt so good. Yeah, well, you're cut from a
3: different cloth to me. It's, yeah, I just <laughs> never been able to do it. I, I, yeah, took on well, the Pepsi yeah. I took on the Pepsi Challenge over in Ireland <laughs> game, and I thought it was raining cats and dogs. I'm telling you, like the the cover was floating around the field. We arrived in yeah. Dublin the night before for this game, and I thought, you know what? I've earned this one. I've been good for my whole cricketing life. I never, I never play up. I'm just, but there's no possible chance we'll get on this field tomorrow. And uh, yeah. I, I decided we'd go out, and next morning I hear is banging on my door, so I was like, "Laco, Laco, you're uh, you, you're late to the you're late to the team meeting, mate." I was like, Fuck her out <laughs> team meeting, are you kidding me? I <laughs> scramble in. I'm, I wear contact lenses uh, most of the time, so you can tell if you see them in my glasses, um, I'm probably a little bit dusty. So I scramble in there in my track pants and my glasses, and we get absolutely <laughs> reamed out by these coaches. They, they're like, "Boys, the game's been called off, but look at the state of some of you." Like, you've, you've embarrassed yourself, you've let yourselves down. I thought, hold up, we won. We won the Pepsi Challenge. The game's not on. This is the whole, you know, we should be... <laughs> yeah. The, coaches,
1: the coaches should be patting
2: us
3: on the back right now.
2: Uh, Let's celebrate again. Yeah,
3: unfortunately, they didn't see it that way. But, uh, no, get, that's not for me, turning up uh, under the weather. I just I just can't perform.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. So,
0: so um, that... Oh, yeah, go, Roscoe. I was going to say, is... um. IPL on your radar, Larko, or? Mm. I'd
3: absolutely love to go. I'm just sort of waiting by the phone for, <laughs> for a
0: call. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. it's one of those things. You put your name in, into the, um, into the auction process, but you've got to be coming off, you know, either have played international cricket against India or be coming off a bit of a blinder in the, um, in the BBL. So for me, it's, Try and have a a campaign for the stars where I, you know, light it up um, a bit more than I have, and if one of those opportunities comes along, yeah, it'd be brilliant. I'd go
0: to any of those leagues around the world. It's 2020s, brilliant. If that fan is listening, that like eggs you on, that (laughs) get down to the MCG every bloody time Marco's playing and just roast him, please. Yes. yes I'll, I'll exactly come down to saying. Melbourne
1: as well I'll come down to Melbourne as well Go and get India yeah, Scotty, I'll, fly, you
2: know, I'll fly over so far, so I'll fly good. over a... and I'll get into you as well
1: You got his one of my good luck challenge <laughs> Yeah well I played you once We'll all come We'll all come out We'll all come out
2: bro We'll just yell
1: out Psst. Just yeah. like to thank Jared Brett For dropping Nick Larkin on, on 10 <laughs> Under score, one hundred, one hundred and fifty. He's he's a fan of the he's a fan of the show, so he'll enjoy listening to that.
3: Yeah, tell him that I owe him a beer next time I'm out
1: of Benson's Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. All right, well that brings us to the end of our podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Laika. We really appreciate your time. It was a pleasure,
2: guys. Thanks for having
3: me. I can hear you cooking, so we'll let you
0: get back to it, Larko
3: yeah, yeah, I'm a uh, yeah. My wife's a busy worker, so I get stuck with these um these homecasts. <laughs> gender, gender, gender equality and all that stuff. So I've got a
0: bit of chicken on the bottom. But- <laughs> well- <laughs> oh, so, good Classic. on you, mate! Well, you're a legend. Now, Thanks well, for joining us, mate. We really good appreciate so, it. Mate. Thanks, guys. Good luck with the podcast. Cheers, yeah, <laughs> cheers, mate. I'll chat to you again.
3: I'll, I'll get you guys again
1: during the BBL season for an update. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. That'd be awesome.
3: Oh, Sounds, Sounds good. Love. I'll try and get. Uh, yeah, I'll give you an update on how Hilton's uh, going on the beers and.
1: Ah, oh, please. Big, big <laughs> Stone's gym program. We'd love. To, we'd, lo- we'd love to be <clears> on the show. <throat> That'd be awesome. So, <laughs> ah, thanks very much, mate. We appreciate it. Pleasure,
2: gents. See you around. Right. See you cheers, mate. Like, later. Bro. Like, bye.